Hey guys, welcome back to the Winter Circle with Tiffany Mitchell. I definitely want to thank you all for listening and tuning in to last episode with Aza and Chada. I thank them for coming out. I thank you guys for listening and sharing. The reviews were phenomenal. I truly appreciate the love and I thank you for coming back. Um, this episode, I am going to cover part of the challenge and part of the BB live feeds. Typically, I'll be covering the challenge and BB on Monday's episode. But since we had such a unique topic to discuss, and I wanted to discuss last episode, uh, what was going on, I didn't get to cover the challenge. So typically, you'll hear me talk about the challenge and BB on Mondays. And when uh, Wednesdays, I'll just be big brother. So today, I'm gonna do a little different. And I'm gonna fill you guys in on last week's episode of the challenge, which was episode one. So also remember, subscribe, like, share, and comment below. Thank you. All right, so let's get into it. Last week's episode on the challenge, um, we saw the daily challenge, which we had to scale down that 22-story building. I was scared for my life. Um, it was it was super dope to go through that experience. I would have never thought I would do it, but it might be something I'll do again. Anyway, we saw Tyson and Angela win that. Honestly, I think they cheated. I think me and Leo won it. We had the fastest time, but if CBS want to say Angela and Tyson won it, Angela and Tyson won it. Fine. We saw Kai and Aza lose. Um, I was not personally happy about that. I work closely with them. I really need them in this game. I really um, was hoping that they were going to come out and fare well with the daily challenge, but they lost. And we saw Giovanni and Sully get thrown into elimination. And then we saw Kai and Aza win. But what you didn't see behind the scenes, and I was there, are a couple of things. All right. So you saw us pick partners, right? We did get to choose our own partners. And I kind of thought before the challenge, like what if we actually have to choose partners? We should kind of come up with an idea to figure out how we want to choose partners. And Big Brother and Survivor are two of the strongest um, competitors there. And so we were thinking, and I'm like, well, we should kind of team up with survivors so they don't try to come after us because there are a lot of BB people which can appear to be a threat. So with Big Brother and Survivor kind of wanted to team up together. Um, I actually had like this idea right before we we got to choose partners, before we even knew. I was like, maybe I should choose Leo because Leo had been going around all day saying, guess what, Tiff, I had a dream about you. I had a dream that we were in the mall and like we were partners or something. And he was so loud. And I was like, Leo, I don't know if you should be telling people you had no dreams about me. But when he said that, and that was like earlier in the morning, um, when, when we got to the daily challenge, I was like, I should probably let me just choose Leo, um, which was phenomenal. He was the best partner. Honestly, I probably could not have come down that building any better with anybody else besides him. Um, so anyway, we knew not to team up with BB. That was one thing that was a no, no. And so people keep saying, how did Ozzy and Kylan get paired together? You know, why would they choose each other? Well, I don't know. They are the last two who didn't have a partner. So they kind of had to team up together. I don't know. Maybe nobody wanted to team up with Kai. Um, but that's just my synopsis of it. Um, anyhow, we get to um, 
the house. And of course, Aza and Kai have lost. And BB is trying to figure out, like, we do not want to lose two BB people at this at the same time, which was why we didn't want to choose BB partners to work with. Um, so we were like, well, we've got Shannon and James and then Sally and Giovanni. Now, I like Giovanni. He's cool. I don't know him that well. I never watched Love Island, but he had a whole lot of energy. He like one of my cousins that I visit like rarely. And he took the champagne on the first day, shook the bottle up and sprayed it on the floor. And I looked at him and said, first of all, bro, I only really drink champagne. And that was probably for me. And who was going to clean this up? I wasn't feeling it. So I didn't mind if he went into elimination. Also, I really like James. James and I had a relationship outside of BB. I'm sorry, not the BB, the challenge. We had already met in LA. I really liked James. I had talked to him and was like, James, I hate to see you go. I don't want to see you go home. I have no relationship with Shannon. I had no relationship with Sally. And even though Shannon didn't want to be there, I didn't want to see James go home. But we had had conversations with Aza. And let me just say, Aza was very adamant on she wanted James and Shannon. Aza was very upset that she didn't get them into elimination. And they don't show that. And the reason why she wanted James and Shannon was because she's like, I, James is very smart. He's very strategic. The whole house, honestly, well, the people who were in charge of like coming up with who was going to go into elimination, which Tyson kind of just let Angela um, have her way that she who she wanted he was kind of cool he knew he was safe so as long as it wasn't survivor he didn't care um and the fact that james was able to switch everything around when the target was really on him and shannon and move it to giovanni and selly um Aza had a point like james is a really good player he's very strategic he's got away with people I don't know if I want to keep him in here for the long run. They never showed that. So the target moved to Giovanni and Sully um, just because we felt like Giovanni might not be as easy to control, for lack of better words. So anyway, that's how Giovanni and Sully got in there. And um, Aza and Kylan really went in and did their thing with that. And I knew Kylan had been studying the challenge. So when I saw the ropes, I'm like, yeah, he's got this. And him and Aza pulled out that win. So I just wanted to, like, give you guys the backstory on how that all happened. Um, but as you know, we don't get to pick our partners next week. So got to tune in to see what happens next week. Now, let me get into um, Big Brother. Big Brother is my game. I've been studying it for a long time. I think I play it every day because uh, I'm a business owner and I have to always make people like and want to work with me. So let's get into VB. Now, what we know already is that um, Daniel is HOH. He nominated Terrence. He nominated Michael. And I really think that that was Daniel's only plan. I don't think he plan to have to nominate anyone else, even though any HOH knows that you may have the possibility of nominating a third person. I know that people come off the block. People do win veto. And that's what happened. Michael went out there, channeled his energy and pulled himself right off the block. So 
Now Daniel is scrambling. Daniel, to me, is not the strongest HOH. I've not really seen him come up with an original thought. Um, everything seems to come from what someone else is saying. You can come in there. His, his, his brain is like a wet noodle. His ideas are not very strong. His mind is never made up. If you come in there and plant a seed, then it just will foster and grow in his head. So the house has obviously, um, well, maybe you don't know. So I won't say obviously the environment in the house is Paloma and the Mean Girls have cooked up this stew and have a pot of it ready to dump Taylor in it. So they want Taylor out of the house. So they've gone to Daniel, even who I thought was would have been would have stood up for Taylor is Nicole. They've everyone has said to Daniel pretty much that. Mm, maybe it should be Taylor. She's not communicating. She's not opening up. She's rubbing us the wrong way. Um, she's not talking game. She's standoffish. And here's the thing. I have been waiting for Taylor to talk some game. Um, I want to hear her ask people questions like, where do you see yourself with me in this game? Do you see me as a benefit to you in this game? How far can we get she hasn't brought up any alliances or tried to make any alliances with people. And you you do have to um, you have to make things happen in that house. They're not just going to have they're not just going to happen for you. But what really sealed her fate um, to go on the block because Daniel did end up nominating her was with the help of Monty. Um, Monty kind of gave Daniel his blessing as if this is his only daughter and he's sending her off to be married. And he said, yes, of course, Daniel, you can definitely nominate Taylor. It will not bother me. I am not, I'm not here to play that game. Um, put her on the block. And Daniel said, with the help of Monty, I didn't know. He was really conflicted. He's like, I don't know if I want to nominate Taylor. I don't know how this is going to look. I don't want any backlash from it. But Monty said, well, don't worry about that. We ain't worried about that. As long as it ain't me, put her on the block, get her out of here. Thanks, Monty. Um, Can't wait to get him in here, too. I want to ask him some questions. So Monty gave Daniel his blessing. And Daniel said, cool. He nominated Taylor. And so... Everyone is kind of isolated, Taylor. Taylor is kind of alone. She finds herself in rooms where it's just her. Um, nobody's really talking to her. Body language is all the way off with people. And the, one of the number one rules that I feel in Big Brother is you never want the house to know what it feels like to not have you in it. I don't care how uncomfortable it makes you. Be present, be in their face, be in the room, make yourself known, make them feel your presence and make them feel like if you're not there, things will be different for them in a negative way. If you're not involved and you're isolated, which they are definitely doing to her, but she's also kind of accepting the, the isolation, um, they're already moving forward with their game without you being there because they don't see you anyway. So I kind of wish that she knew that, like don't give them the opportunity to know what it feels like to not have you around. Um, so 
these mean girls, Paloma and uh, Paloma and Jasmine, especially uh, Alyssa's one of them. I think she's kind of trying to come out of being a mean girl. She's she everybody has fallen into the the Taylor attack, though. Every every single person has. Um, so they um, they nominate Taylor at the veto and then. Everybody has talked about how she's going to explode and how she's going to act. Well, surprisingly, Taylor was surprised to be nominated. I don't think that she's really um, a gamer. And I don't know that she has um, Big Brother, a lot of Big Brother knowledge uh, because she's not really reading the room fully to know that, Molly, you in danger, girl. And... It's already a week and maybe she doesn't know that she should have alliances at this point, but she should. And and I would know if I'm not if I don't have any alliances with somebody this late in the game, then nobody is working with me. I am in danger. So she ends up on the block. She's hurt. She doesn't blow up. She handles it with poise. Unexpected, not unexpected to me. I, I didn't expect anything less than that. But she's hurt and she's also gaslit into believing that she's hurt somebody. She's done something to these people to the point where Daniel actually tells her, you need to apologize for some of the things that you've done. You've hurt people's feelings. You've, you, you've, um, you've been rude. Um, people are a little turned off by you. She's completely surprised. She has no idea. She's totally apologetic for it, which I hope that her apologies are just game. And I hope she is not sorry. I hope she doesn't feel anything remorseful about the way she's been in that house towards anybody. It's a game. And if you don't have, if you can't crack a joke, then stay away from me. You might not like me. I am very sarcastic. Um, I think I'm funny, but you know, um, these people want to find everything wrong with what she's doing. So she's, she's kind of, um, taking a backseat. She had a conversation with Monty he completely gaslit her. She apologized so many times to him. And even to the point where she's like, you know, if I stay, then, you know, can we work together? And I tell him anything he wants to hear, but I hope she doesn't trust him at all. And really, there's nobody in the house that really she can trust. Um, so then now we've got Taylor on the block next to Terrence. Everyone wants it to be a unanimous vote, which Week one, I can I understand wanting it to be a unanimous vote because you don't want to um, you don't want to cause any waves. Uh, you you do kind of go with the house, but I am not for the herd mentality of the reason why they want Taylor gone. Um, Daniel didn't even want Taylor gone. She didn't even do anything to him. He's just going along with everyone. Everyone else. Um, noodle. Um, Daniel's noodle to me now, and so. Um, They've got this this herd mentality. So those two we know are on the block and nominated. I am really trying to figure out what is going to go with this backdoor twist. There's a backdoor twist. Now, Paloma, Alyssa and Brittany all are part of this backstage twist. And we don't know what that means. Everyone is prepared to have a unanimous vote on this first week. I am not here for it. Y'all know my week one, BB, I threw a rogue vote. I don't want to see it. I want to play the game. I hope somebody, I hope four of them go out there and throw a rogue vote. So how about this though? We don't know what's going on with the back uh, backstage. 
I am wondering if whoever is saved comes from backstage. Then we've got two players left. and We've got two people on the block. Maybe they all may have to compete in a quick little competition in the backyard. And maybe the loser of that competition is eliminated. Or maybe the other two people are just as in danger as the two people on the block. I'd love to see what happens. If there is a way for Taylor to be saved, personally, I'd like her to be saved because I don't know who else I'm going to cheer for. I'm not really rooting for anybody. They can send me the $750,000. I don't know who else in that house deserves it. Put me back in so I can win the money. But it looks like um, it looks like that Taylor is going to go home. And it looks as though Indy is the next target. Now, Michael, who won the uh, power veto, is saying that he wants to target Turner and Pooch. I actually like this idea. I like this idea because so many seasons we see the men come in the house and dominate. And Daniel, who originally said that he wanted to get all of the strong men out, completely failed, even in his nomination. And now we've got a girl going home. I would love to see some strong men go home. I'd like to see all the men go home and the women go ahead and we get a female winner. I'd like to see that. So Michael going for HOH is not bad for for me to see in the future because I like to see the men scramble. I think if the men get on the block, it kind of takes the um, it makes them go into a panic. They're not they're not stressing right now, um, except for this energy that Paloma has been putting out there in the house. She's sprinkled some some she drank a lot of paranoia. And so now she's running around the house speaking at lightning speed as fast as she can with extended long run-on sentences as she glances in the mirror back and forth at herself. And I do think that she's probably sleep deprived. Um, it's a lot. Of, it's a high anxiety in the house. I think that um, she thinks that she's a gamer and she thinks she's got control of this house. But I think people are actually seeing through Paloma and it's e- even even Monty, who was her number one cheerleader, he had a diamond skirt on cheerleading for Paloma all the way up until he realized that she may not have told him the truth, even though he stated very clearly, I know for a fact Paloma would not lie to me. I said, damn, I heard that before back on my season, but this ain't time to talk about that. Um, So Paloma and is losing a little bit of her credibility, which is good because you just got in the house. I don't even know how you have any credit. Um, so maybe she will be in danger of going home. And I don't know. I, I, I'd love to see her go home personally. I don't, I don't think that she's healthy mentally enough to be in there. She looks like she's about to explode. Um, who else has, um, am I looking at? So Brittany, Brittany, I kind of like that she's trying to have conversations with Taylor. It seems like she wants it to to her to stay. It seems also like Indy is not comfortable with being involved in this Taylor bashing and that she possibly would be for Taylor staying. But no one really is confident in expressing that they don't want to see Taylor go because they're kind of going with the house. And as somebody who has been in the game, when someone is on the block, 
it is kind of easy to step away from them. And I'm speaking from experience because my closest ally in the house, Chata, was on the block next to me. And I even noticed a little withdrawal between us, um, especially when it's the person you know is going home. It's a weird energy. It's when someone's on the block and you know that they're going home, you kind of withdraw from them almost as if they're already gone and you've got to look forward. I don't think it's about association. Um, I don't know what it is. I, it's unexplainable. But when you have someone that is on the block and you know they're going home, uh, it's 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 easier to pull away from them, I guess, because it's a game and you you feel like I am I'm looking at the week ahead, which I don't know if any of these people are looking at the week ahead. I think it's just natural for them to isolate Taylor, but it's it's a little easier now because they're preparing for next week. Um, so that's allowing uh, Taylor to really be isolated by herself. And watching her today, she was just in the room by herself crying um, about what could she do to stay? And she's like, maybe I could apologize to Paloma. I would vomit in my mouth, but I totally get that she wants to have an opportunity to stay. Here's my take on that. Um, she definitely needs to talk game to people. You have to say, I can offer you something. If I was in the house and we've got somebody who is totally by themselves, I don't know. I might be looking to pick her up. I, she has no one. She has no one. Somebody could come and flip the house, but nobody is strong enough to do that. But this backdoor twist may save her. And then if she ends up still in the house, I'll tell you guys what I think her strategy should be going forward. Okay, so that's kind of what's going on in the house right now. Um, Taylor's looking to go home on Thursday unless this backstage twist allows for someone else to be in danger. And even then, I don't know that the house it, vote itself would matter. I think the only thing that could save Taylor is if the backstage twist involves them competing and someone whoever loses goes home it would have to be in the hands of their own game they would have to it would have to be in the hands of the house guests who are um in danger of being evicted but i think if it's a vote the house is voting to send taylor out uh which we'd have a new hoh and i think michael has a a strong advantage of, of winning because he is a super fan. He seems to know a lot about the game. And it also seems to me that a lot of these people don't know a lot about Big Brother. I don't know how much of it they've watched. A few of them have mentioned that they are recruits. And just because I've been in, in the house and in the game, I think that they have to get recruits because everybody does not make it through um, the casting process. And so in order to get these different demographics, casting does have to recruit. And a lot of times recruits do not know a lot about Big Brother. And so they, um, they're they not aware of how to necessarily play the game. Um, I do believe that Amira was 
very close to winning that veto with Michael. So they've mentioned that she's someone to look after, to look out for. The men seem uncomfortable with Amira, like she could be smart and uh, that they're a little fearful that she could start gaming against them. Um, Paloma has said if she is to win HOH, which I kind of would like to see her win HOH if she stays, because that would be like Frenchie week one. And could you imagine having Paloma as the HOH and having to hear her one-on-ones and knowing that no one else is going to get a word in because she's just going to be sitting there cutting you off and keep going about what she wants to do with the fake chessboard as if she's moving pieces around like she's really doing something. I'm actually kind of going for that. I just... I'd love to see it. Um, and then Jasmine, who I don't know what the heck Jasmine is doing. I think Jasmine came in the house to just hate. Jasmine is hating on everything. Um, I do have to say this. So Taylor was trying on her clothes and she was modeling. And then someone asked her, like, why aren't you a model? And she goes, well, either she said you have to be a size zero or someone asked her about her dress. And she's like, oh, it's a size zero. And that transpired all the way through the house with the worst telephone game I've ever seen into Taylor called Jasmine fat. So Taylor did never, ever call Jasmine fat. Um, not on the live feeds that I've seen. And I just don't even see her being that type of person. Um, but I see everybody else being that type of person because they've called her everything. Anyway, uh, Jasmine winning, I don't know. They want Indy gone. And I think they want Indy gone because Indy's not playing the game that the so-called mean girls are playing. Indy is hearing these conversations. And she even said, like, you know, that could be me. You guys could be doing me like that. They're they're even using her accent against her. The fact that she wanted to play a different uh, Big Brother, like Big Brother Brazil, I believe that's what she said. So they're they're using things against her as to why they want her to go. But I kind of like that she's not playing into that mean girls thing of dragging Taylor through the mud. And I think that they don't like that she's not a part of that. It's interesting how the girls' girls are turning against the girls. Um but if Michael wins and he can put Pooch and Turner on the block, I think that would give us a different type of energy in the house because then the men would be scrambling. Uh, that means Terrence wouldn't be on the block, even though I don't really feel anything for him either. I'm not really fans of anybody right now, except Taylor. Um, with that being said, let's see what happens after uh, we watch BB uh, after the elimination and see what happens, see who goes home, see who wins HOH. And I'll come back in and fill you in next week. But I am going to take um, a few questions that I got from some fans. We'll get some fan questions. Um, this is, this is a question that I've been getting a lot. So I feel like I have to address it. Uh, these people are asking, what are my thoughts on Derek and Alyssa seeking revenge on the cookout? And I am still trying to process that um, that answer. How I and I'm still trying to process the emotion behind how I feel. Alyssa, I expect nothing from her. We didn't have a relationship in the Big Brother house. We kind of had a relationship in Jury outside of Big Brother. We kind of hung out a little bit. She's always seemed kind of sketchy, a little shady to me. Brent called her a rat. I don't think he was too far off. 
um, in the challenge, she didn't seem to, she didn't talk to me at all. So when someone is not talking to you, they're probably talking about you. And I didn't feel close to Alyssa in the challenge. So it's not surprising um, that to see her say she's looking to seek revenge on the cookout. So I guess I better watch my back. DX, DX is different because DX is, DX is my friend. I genuinely love and care about him. Um, always want to see him happy, doing well. I wouldn't want him to think that he needs to get me back for anything because I don't feel like I personally did anything to him. Um, I didn't even put you on the block. I actually took out the person who put you on the block and sent you out the house. Um, you know, but I, I I understand that they feel slighted and betrayed because we were close to them at the same time. Every single alliance that gets together for the sake of getting other people out, except people in their alliance, that is the sole purpose. And you do that by manipulating and tricking people. I have not watched one season where you 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 don't tell somebody something for the benefit of your own game to move you further ahead. But if Alyssa wants to backstab her besties, which she ain't have but one uh, who was playing in the challenge, and that was Xavier. And I thought they had a very close relationship um, outside of the house. Like they're supposed to be best friends. You want to stab him in the back? I'm like, Taylor, I stab you in the front. I ain't going to stab you in the back. Tell this man to his face outside the house that I don't fuck with you. You want to wait until you get in here? I, I ain't feeling it. DX, maybe I give him a little more grace because I don't know. I just love him. I don't like that he feels he needs to get revenge, but uh, that's something I am still processing because it also makes me feel like maybe they don't fully get why we did what we had to do. And if they're watching BB24, forget the show because I like BB and all, but when I watched the last show, I was like, y'all not really showing what's going on. If anybody is watching the live feeds, which is why I am here, um, then you'll know why we had to do what we had to do. I really see that this this is how I see this season going. I see Taylor going home. I see Terrence going home after her. And I see everyone trickling out after that, meaning the black people who have turned against each other, who are not working together. I see them going out and wondering why they never got the chance to win. You just, I'm not saying that they have to create a cookout 2.0. I'm not saying that, but for the sake of the fact that black women are just left unprotected um, in the world by everybody, period. Um, the, the, they should try to do something to have a, just a little more kindness and respect for each other um, as to not drag each other down. So um, the revenge part, it's like getting me back for what? I don't know. Cause I don't know nobody, especially a list of nothing. And as far as Derek goes, me and Derek didn't have a final two, a final three. We didn't even have a final four. We didn't have a final anything. We were working together and, that was what we were doing. We had the Royal flush, but he killed that himself. So I don't know what they want to get us back for. And I'm still processing that. So give me a little time. 
Oh, this is a this is a nice question. This is about me. Did any part of me almost say no to doing the challenge? Well, here's the thing. Um, when I got the opportunity to say yes, I wanted to do the challenge or no, I looked at it and I said, you know what? Um, I don't want. I don't know if I want to put myself through that. I don't know if I am physically competitive enough. But I said, this is a door that is opening for me. I. I am 41 years old. I don't know how many of these opportunities I will get. What? Why not go out there and see what it is about? I was not a huge challenge fan. I was only aware of a, a few um, seasons of the challenge. I was not like a super fan like I, I am for Big Brother. So I hadn't studied the game like a lot of people. And it is a totally different game. It's a social game. I feel like I need to be physically fit or just a little more physical than I am to be able to, to successfully do it. But, um, I'm more of a, I'm more of a thinker. Like I, I just like putting things together and I do love socializing. I am a people person. So when it comes to like BB or the challenge, I like the social game and the strategizing of BB, but I do love, um, that the challenge allows me to, um, overcome my fears of fears of everything, first of all. And that I am in situations with the challenge that I would never really be in, in real life. And I have overcome those things by competing in these challenges. So that was, that was really dope. And I'm glad that I did say yes. I was actually the first person to say yes. None of them said yes. They were all thinking about it. Kylan didn't know if he wanted to do it because he didn't know if it was going to jeopardize his opportunity to be on MTV's The Challenge. X didn't want to do it because he had already won some money and he didn't know if he wanted to do reality TV again. Azza already said that she didn't want to do reality TV. Um, but then she came back and she explained why she why she decided to go back on The Challenge. Um, Derek X had said no to it. Alyssa said no to it. And then honestly, Alyssa called me and goes, Hey girl, are you going to do the challenge? And I was like, yeah, I think I am going to do it. Well, X said he's going to do it too. So if you guys are going to do it, then I, I think I might do it now. I know why. Yeah, now I know why. But, um, anyway, I love you guys for listening to me. Thanks for listening. Uh, come back and see me next week. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Share the podcast. Um, send me questions. DM me what you'd like me to talk about, what you want to hear from me. You can find our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. The audio drops first, and then the video will come out later in the evening. And I think that's it. I'm out. Until next time. Bye.